Are you getting triggered by a narcissist? Maybe you're in a relationship with a toxic guy and he keeps just pressing those buttons. Like he keeps doing things that are going to tick you off, that are going to frustrate you, that are going to spiral you out, that are going to make you explode, react, that are going to make you just like internalize everything, run away from it, no longer express your feelings, your emotions. Oftentimes when you're in a toxic relationship, you're constantly getting triggered. You're constantly getting poked and prodded and pushed in a way that's going to give you a negative reaction, negative response. Is this happening to you? Now, this could happen to you inside the relationship, and this could also happen to you outside the relationship. The reason why I say that is this whole aspect of being triggered and what triggered actually looks like is this whole piece that anything can do it. Anything can cause this mental and emotional reaction from you. You could be out of the relationship and driving down the road and hear a song that reminds you of him. You could pass one of your favorite restaurants or a place that you used to go and be reminded of him and be triggered. It's going to produce this intense emotion, this intense feeling. Sometimes it's anxiety, the stress. Oftentimes being triggered inside of a toxic relationship is really normal because you've been in this place where this person has constantly been confusing and pushing you for such a long period of time. I want to let you know that you don't have to stay triggered. Oftentimes people will stay triggered because they don't actually know how to deal with them. Typically they run from the trigger. They're like, maybe if I avoid it, maybe if I ignore it, it won't be that big of a deal. Maybe if I run away from how I feel about it, maybe if I just don't talk about it, maybe it'll just disappear. And the problem is it doesn't. And typically you might start to sedate from it. We see people that start to drink. We see people that start to hide from it. We see people that start to sedate with social media and all different types of things to run away from the triggers that are coming into your life on a day-to-day -day basis. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. The problem is when you do this, you don't actually get healed. You don't actually do anything about it. You put a Band-Aid on the wound and it keeps bleeding through and you just keep putting more Band-Aids on top, thinking that it's actually going to heal the wound when you need to get in there and actually like sew it up. In reality, you're struggling because you're constantly getting triggered by a toxic person or by his memory over and over and over again. So how do you stop it? How do you stop getting triggered by a narcissist? Because it's easy for me to just say, hey, stop getting triggered, right? That's not going to do anything. Just like some of your friends and family, they've tried to be supportive by just telling you just to leave, but that hasn't done anything. You need something deeper. You need something more inside that's going to help you actually change the frame of what you're viewing. Now, when I talk about frame, I need you to understand, like you have a reality that you're currently looking through. If you're in or out of the relationship, you're typically viewing part of that reality based on him, based on his stories, based on his beliefs, based on his projections onto you. The hard thing is when you've been with a narcissist for a long period of time, you start to develop this habit and this feeling and these different stories that you tell yourself that actually become your own saying, hey, I'm not good enough. If I was better, then he would have loved me more. If I was this, then this would have happened. And you start playing all these things back into your head. Some of the ones that he put there and some of the ones that you start to concoct on your own. And these stories start to define your current reality. They define how you perceive yourself.
They define how you view the world. They define how you actually move forward in your healing and in your growth. We see this happen all the time where people have a limiting belief. Or the people are like, no, like you're amazing. Like you've done this and this. And they're like, yeah, but I don't think I'm good enough. It's a limiting belief. It's a story that they're telling themselves. So when we first talk through this, I need you to understand, like we need to take a pause and we need to just look, what is the current frame of reality that you're in? What are you currently thinking? What's the stories that come up for you when you're going and experiencing this trigger? Something just happened and it just spiked your adrenaline, just spiked your stress level. And you're like, whoa, what's going on? Take a moment and be like, wait a second. In this moment, what am I thinking? Like, what am I feeling? What's actually going on? And I want you to take a pause and just think through it. Because if you don't think through it, a lot of times that adrenaline rush, that high anxiety, that stress, those heightened emotions that happen really quickly will be what you run with versus reality. But in that moment, your reality is shifted and shaped by your emotions, your feelings, the stories that you're telling yourself. So when you take a pause, you're able to say like, okay, wait a second, I'm going to take a look and just try to be able to sort this out here. Like, is this even true? What's even going on? Now, this is where it's hard because it's like, how do you know what's true? How do you know what's not? Easiest way to do this is to start to evaluating the facts. What are the facts of the situation? The facts of how he treated you. The facts of how he showed up. The facts of what happened on a day-to-day basis inside the relationship. How did he demonstrate that he loved you? He didn't do it by cheating on you. He didn't demonstrate love by not caring about when you brought something up and he wouldn't actually change his behavior. So he shows he didn't care. How did he demonstrate honesty? Well, he was honest half the time, so he didn't really demonstrate honesty. Or he admitted different things, so he didn't really demonstrate honesty. This is a piece I need you to understand. We have to look at what are the facts. We have to get very, very crystal clear on the facts of the situation. The facts are the only thing that's going to set you free. Otherwise, you will run off of just your feelings. Your feelings will lead to fiction, will lead to fantasy, not to reality. So we have to take a look at what are the actual facts of the situation so you can start to move forward in this healing process. Then as you look at the facts of the situation, we have to identify, hey, the facts of the situation and the reality that I'm in, the stories I'm telling myself, they don't match. Like they're they're polar opposite sometimes. This the story has to be greatly modified to actually even fit the facts. But you have to understand we're trying to understand the story based on the facts. We're not trying to understand the facts based on the story. The story in all reality doesn't matter, but the facts are the one defining thing that can actually set you free mentally and emotionally. But we have to take a look at the facts. But this is the hard part because we have to go back and forth with this. It's a struggle. This is a piece where we're like, oh man, I don't really want to believe that. I don't think that's true, but I don't have any evidence. I don't really have any evidence that he loves me because he keeps cheating on me. He keeps lying to me. He keeps doing all these things. I don't have the evidence. Okay, then we can't believe your feelings. We can't believe the story you're telling yourself because it's not true. This is the hard piece. This is the hard reality that people struggle with over and over. But you have to be able to look at what are the facts of the situation. That's the only thing that's actually going to set you free. So as you look at all of this, as you take a pause and look at your frame of reality, as you kind of go back and forth of like, wait a second, what are the triggers? What are the struggles? What are the emotions? What are the facts? And as you struggle with that and you're trying to like, okay, what do I actually need to believe? You have to make a decision. You see, you can't just stand in limbo land. You've been doing that long enough inside the toxic relationship. You then have to make a decision of like, wait a second. The facts say 
that he doesn't love me. But my feelings say he does love me. What do we believe? At this point, you have to make a choice. You have to make a decision for you of what are you going to do. Are you going to believe the fantasy, the fiction, the false reality of your emotions and feelings that have been selling you a different version of the story that's not actually based on truth? Or are you actually going to deal with the facts, the truth of the situation? Because that is the only thing that will actually set you free. The facts will set you free. But your ability to be able to understand them and your ability to receive them can oftentimes be the hindrance between freedom and bondage. If you want to be free today, go to ramanovations.com slash breakthrough. We'd love to be able to set up an appointment with you. We'd love to be able to talk with you to see where you're at and see how to help you move forward in the healing process.